We pray as we consider your word this morning that you would speak to us afresh. Help us to understand afresh the significance of the things that we celebrate today. We ask it in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Do please sit. Uh, The angels come to Mary and ask her, a woman, why are you crying? And then she encounters Jesus, but she doesn't realise it's Jesus. And he asks her the same question, why are you crying? And uh, as I was thinking about this morning and preparing for this morning, it struck me that a year into this pandemic... And Jesus might very well ask us the same question, uh, why are you crying? Uh, I heard on the news just the other evening that um, in the last year, six million people have been uh, affected through the loss of a loved one to COVID. That's only one in six of our nation's population are grieving the loss of a loved one because of covid Uh, So many of those who've worked so hard to sustain our national life in the last year are uh, exhausted and tired. Our health service is on its knees. Uh, Our teachers have struggled through lockdowns and online teaching. Parents are exhausted from home learning. Jesus asks us, why are you crying? What is it that we are grieving for? A year into this pandemic, so many people have lost, not just loved ones, but lost livelihoods, uh, lost their income, lost their home. So many people are filled with anxiety for the future, concern for the future. How, how can they make ends meet? Jesus asks us, as he asks Mary, why, why are you crying? What is it that you're grieving? What is it that you have lost? Uh, Mary went to the tomb uh, with a very heavy heart. Uh, She went uh, grieving and she expected that she would continue to grieve. Uh, When she got there, she went to mourn and her heart was full of loss and full of hopelessness and despair. This man who had so changed her life, this man who had literally saved her from a former way of life. This man that she had got to know, who she had loved dearly as a friend and who had loved her dearly as a friend, a man who she thought she was going to continue to know for very many more years, had gone. And she went to the grave, just thinking that that was, that was the end, the finality of, of death. She went to grieve. And Jesus asks her, why are you crying? And initially she doesn't realise who it is who's asking the question. She thinks it's a gardener. She's still, her mind is still set on grief and recovery of a corpse. She wants to find Jesus' body and bring him back. She thinks he's been stolen. And one word changes everything. One word transforms Mary's situation, and it's a a similar word that may change us, as Jesus asks us today, why are you crying? One word, he says, that transforms her life, he simply says, Mary, he speaks her name, 
And in that instant, she recognises his voice and she suddenly realises who it is and everything changes in that moment with that one single word. Everything changes because this is a man she thought was dead. The fact that he speaks her name reveals to her that he's, he's not dead. She'd gone to grieve at his grave and now he's speaking her name, Mary. And if he's speaking her name, this man who's supposed to be dead, then it means that death has been defeated. And if death has been defeated, then it means that sin has been defeated. The barrier that separates us from God, the barrier that gets in the way of our relationship with the God who loves us, it means it must have been removed. We read in the, in the Gospels that when Jesus died on the cross, the curtain in the temple was torn from top to, two, top to, top to bottom, this thick curtain that separated the Holy of Holies in the temple that separated the very presence of God from everybody else. That curtain was torn in two as Jesus died. On Good Friday, we remember that on the cross, as Jesus dies, he says, it is finished. I've paid the price. I've offered my life as a ransom for the world. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. With that one word, that Mary hears her name being spoken. She knows that it's true. And her despair is instantly turned to joy. Because this hope has come into her life. And Jesus this morning speaks our name. And speaks into our hopelessness. And speaks into our sense of loss and speaks into our grief and speaks into our despair and with one word changes everything because if Jesus speaks our name it's because he is alive and if he's alive then death has been defeated and if death has been defeated then sin has been defeated. Uh, Paul writes in his letter to the Ephesians he describes their the former condition of Christians before they came to know Jesus. He says, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. You were dead. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. I was talking in one of my um, turn the page video posts this week about hope and why we believe in hope because we're all hopeful for things but most of the things that we hope for are uncertain uh, I was hoping that the sun was going to shine this morning and it was going to be dry but I had no there was no guarantee uh, lots of things that we hope for and there's no certainty or sometimes we hope for things where well there's a little bit of hope and we hope that some more will come along well, that's not the Christian hope that we celebrate this morning. Christian hope is when there is no hope. Christian hope is when there's total despair. There's no possibility of things getting better. If you look at a, a corpse buried in a tomb, there is no hope. Corpses do not come back to life. But that's exactly where Christian hope does come to play. Because Christian hope is resurrection, it's life from death. And it transforms Mary's life. 
Jesus simply speaks her name. He says, Mary. And this morning, whatever you may be carrying from the past year, whatever fear and anxiety you may be carrying, whatever sense of grief or loss, Jesus is alive and he speaks your name. And in that moment, it's the most wonderful hope. Uh, again, in my videos this week, I've spoken quite a lot about um, C.S. Lewis's story, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, uh, which has so much to teach us about uh, understanding the, the Christian faith and the hope that we have. And there's a, a lovely scene right towards the beginning where uh, the four children um, uh, are uh, playing hide and seek in the house and trying to find somewhere to hide. And they go up and to the attic bedroom. And as they open the door to the bedroom, they look in and they just see this oak wardrobe. And Peter, the eldest, takes one look and says, oh, it's just a wardrobe. Not very interesting, a bit boring. And walks out with the others. But Lucy stays behind. And C.S. Lewis writes that C.S. Lewis, um, uh, Lucy thought it would be worthwhile trying the door of the wardrobe. And so she goes into the room uh, and she goes into the wardrobe. But to begin with, she climbs inside the wardrobe... And, uh, and she pulls the door of the wardrobe almost shut. But um, C.S. Lewis, being, um, uh, being aware of his uh, responsibilities to be a good parent to children, emphasises the fact that if you do that, you should never shut the door completely in case you get locked in. So just in case you're going to experiment climbing in wardrobes, always leave a little bit of a gap so you can be back. So Lucy climbs it, but... The thing that she does is, when she first climbs in the wardrobe, she has her back to Narnia. She doesn't realise that this whole new wonderful world even exists. It's just, it's feet away from where she's standing in the wardrobe, but she doesn't know of its existence. Everything that she knows is in front of her as she looks out of this little gap in the wardrobe. And so often in life, that's how we view things, because that's, that's the perspective that we have. When we lose someone, when we're grieving, when something has happened, our view is of the past, our focus is of the past and of what we've lost. That's our reality. Well, today, this Easter day, this resurrection day, reminds us that actually the greatest reality is in the other direction. The greatest reality is in the future. It was only as Lucy pushed back in the wardrobe and pushed through the fur coats and turned around that she discovers this amazing land of Narnia and in it discovers this wonderful um, Aslan, her saviour. Jesus says to Mary her name. He says, Mary. And what does she do? She turned towards him. She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. And Jesus, this morning, on this Easter day, as we celebrate his resurrection, he speaks our name and he invites us to turn towards him. To turn towards him as our teacher, as our saviour, as our Lord, as the one who loves us, as the one who has a hope that can transform all of our despair and loss and grief and invite us into an eternal reality beyond our wildest imagination. So this morning Jesus 
asks us, why are you crying? He knows. He understands. He sees. And then he speaks your name. And as he speaks your name, he brings hope. Because he was supposed to be dead. He was supposed to be buried in a tomb. But he rose. And he's alive. So we're just going to take a few moments together. And just an opportunity as we...